Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Hello and welcome to another edition of Football DFS Today. I'm your host, Santino Cocon. Uh, I'm excited to be a part of this. Uh, I was on the last episode with my good buddy, Mike Apatria. And then when I say good buddy, it's kind of bittersweet because I love the guy to get. He's one of the best guys I know. And he's also one of the most obnoxious people. Um, but I couldn't want to do, I couldn't imagine doing this with anybody else. Um, and this is going to be fun. You might not have heard of me, but I have been on HoopBall for about a year and a half now. I've done a lot of HoopBall Fantasy NBA Tonight. So if you saw me uh, on one of those shows, that's what you're doing. But now I'm taking over the co-host chair in the DFS side, and um, I'm excited to do this. And we do have a couple new people, not only just me. We have a couple new people that we're going to be introducing to you guys over the next couple days or over the next week until the NBA ramps back up and the bubble starts. And one of those guys has joined with me tonight, and I, I have the pleasure to talk to him the last couple of days and get to know him a little bit. And I'm excited to introduce uh, Steve Williams. Steve, how's everything going here? How have you been, and, and how did you get into the NBA and hoop ball? T- tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell these these listeners why why we should like you and, and what you have to offer. So uh, what's up, everyone? My name's Steve Williams. Um, I've been an NBA fan for my whole life, but uh, I'm a DFS kind of GPP specialist. Um, you can find me on Twitter at zero Stark 30. That's zero spelt out Stark like John Starks and 30 spelt out. Um, I'm really excited to be here and I'm thrilled for the season to get uh, to kick back off. Uh, basketball is certainly going to be different. Uh, this kind of feels like the, second part of a drama season like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad when they split up the last season. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be part of uh, HoopBall. And uh, I don't know how DraftKings or FanDuel are going to be setting prices, but we're here to help you guys find some value. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I like how you said Stark and then you said Game of Thrones. But if, if you guys were listening a little bit, uh, he said like John Starks and John Starks, if you, if, if you guys remember, played for the New York Knicks and I'm sorry to say this, but uh, Steve was telling me his favorite team is unfortunately the New York Knicks. Be, be kind to him. The Knicks, Knicks and Knicks fans have taken so much slack over the years and rightfully slow or rightfully. So I've, I've done my fair share. I, I live in Connecticut, right, right down the street or not down the street, but right next door. I've been to Knicks games, multiple times every year. Um, I like going to the Brooklyn arena now more. It's just what it is. It, even when they didn't have a better team. Um, 
But yeah, let's just be kind to, to the New York Knicks guy here, our resident Knicks fan. Sorry, he didn't want me to call him a resident Knicks fan, but uh, someone has to. Someone has to take that mantle. Hey, man, you know, if you're if you're a kid from New York that uh, grew <laughs> up in the 90s, you, you're either a Knicks fan or you're kind of a traitor. So I'm stuck <laughs> with it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And just like all New York fans, they love their sports. They love their teams and they're, they're ride or die with them. And uh, Steve is no different. But Steve, before we went on, Steve had a question, and he really wanted to get to what I, I wanted to know. And, and Steve, what was that question? Tell, tell everybody what you wanted to ask um, me and, your, and yourself to talk about. Before oh, we hit- well, I, I think it, it, it's a good place to start with just um, if we're looking at analyzing DFS, you know, how, how do we think things are going to be different in the bubble and this season resume? Santino, what do you think are going to be you know, the major changes we're going to see besides things like no fans, but um, how are these changes going to impact our DFS? Yeah, these, uh, these changes are big. And I apologize ahead of time, guys. You might hear a little, little puppy barking. Uh, I, we got a puppy a month ago, and he is just a ball of energy right now. And you might hear him in the other room barking because he's just all he wants to do is play. Um, I apologize ahead of time for that. So after this, I got to go play with him. I uh, played beforehand. I thought I tired him out, but he does not get tired. Uh, but to answer your question, Steve, this is going to be different. So there's, you mentioned there's no fans in the stands. Obviously, that's that's going to be the first and foremost. Whoa! When, once you watch these guys play, and everybody, whoa! There's there's nobody there. Second, there's no home court advantage. There's no traveling. They are in a bubble. They are in a place where they kind of just built most of these uh, courts in the last couple months when they when this whole thing uh, came in and they're going to be playing I believe side by side by side by side from each other uh, with games running side by side by side all all throughout the day uh, that's going to be something I I honestly don't know how to make of it until I see it because this is only speculation I've never really seen anything like that besides maybe an AAU tournament but <laughs> this is the NBA we're talking about it's completely different um, but yeah I think life inside the bubble is going to be kind of like life outside the bubble. People, uh, I remember we were talking about it before we went on, people probably will follow the rules for the most part at the beginning, but after some time, it takes a toll on you. And we saw what happened in actual society after a little while. People didn't want to stay in their bubble per se and stay inside. So we'll see how that happens. I'm hoping there's no cases of coronavirus in the bubble because once one happens, uh, then it becomes a vicious cycle. So let's hopefully we can get through a season. Hopefully we can get as far as possible. I want to see a champion crowned. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see this and excited to see how it all plays out. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I've also just a lot of big question marks. Um, you know, first and foremost, I'm just thinking about like, are all these players going to come back in shape? Uh, you know, are we going to have some guys that were kind of taking a vacation and not taking care of their body? Um, are these players going to be ready to play their normal allotment of minutes? Um, are is the bubble just the aesthetics of not having fans? Is that going to impact some players more than another uh, than others? Uh, you know, it's a, a lot of questions that we kind of just have to see how it starts and see how it goes. But uh, should be interesting. Yeah, and that's what we're here for. We're here to dive into the news so you guys don't have to. Um, and that's what we did. Steve, Steve. I saw his, his notes and he saw mine. There's, uh, we went into it and they're constantly changing. Uh, we don't have a slate right now. So 
every day something's changing. And that's what we'll get to. But right before we get to that, I do want to shout out uh, one of our sponsors, Manscaped. Not, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Manscaped, you should be. Uh, I should be getting my, my Manscaped package in the mail soon. I think, Steve, you might be getting one soon, too. But if you want to go check them out, go check out manscaped.com and enter HoopBall20. You get the Lawnmower 3.0. Yes, the 3.0 Lawnmower in the package uh, with, with 20% off. It's, it's a very good deal, and I would definitely want to check, check that out if I was a listener. Again, that's manscaped.com and HoopBall20. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's get into this. Let's get into the teams that we have on the docket for now. Um, and if you listen to the last one, what we're doing is we're just going by big storylines and big news while we don't have pricing right now. Um, and then just giving you guys a little updates of what happened in the last four or five, five months or so that we've been out of basketball and try and get you guys back into the thing. So what we're going to do right now is uh, there are quite a few news articles and player updates on the Portland Trailblazers. I know my guy Lyle, who I've done a few podcasts with. He does the Hoopball Pelicans podcast. He's a big Blazers guy. Um, he's going to want to pay attention to this one, but there are some big things going out there. Uh, Carmelo Anthony will exclusively play small forward. And if I don't know if you guys seen Carmelo. Steve, uh, if you, I know you said you saw pictures of him too. He looks slim. He looks like he did before the Knicks days. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, and then we got Joseph Nurkic is healthy, ready to play. He won't have a minutes limit. That's not to say that he's going to play 35 minutes a game, but it means he could. He's not going to be restricted. And there is talk of him and Hassan Whiteside starting side by side. That is interesting. That's something we'll get to talking about. Uh, Zach Collins, also 100% healed from his shoulder surgery that he had earlier in the season. Um, and then a couple of small things. Caleb Swanigan's opted out. All right, that's Swanigan's. <laughs> um, and Trevor Ariza opted out as well. So, they are short on wing depth, but they did get two big guys back. Um, and let's talk about that. How do you think, what do you feel about these news articles and how do you feel, how do you see the team moving forward? How do you see the rotations? How do you see the usage? Uh, what do you see from the Blazers? Are, is this a team that you're targeting and uh, who specifically? Well, I, I think the Blazers are in an interesting spot because they're three and a half games behind the Grizzlies. Um, to start and they actually I think they play the Grizzlies the first game so I feel like they have a lot to play for um, Dame told his teammates that uh, he doesn't want them to waste their time uh, well he said it a little bit more colorfully than that but uh, I can't <laughs> say that on the air but uh, I mean Dame is Dame and CJ are definitely going to get their numbers uh, I'm really excited to see what uh, kind of shape Nurkic is in um, as you know he's missed this whole year but uh Last year, he was a really good uh, fantasy producer on a permanent basis. So he averaged in 2019 15.6 points a game, 10.4 rebounds, 3.2 assists, and 1.4 blocks in 27 minutes. Um, so even if he's splitting time with Whiteside, if he comes back with uh, any sort of timing and rhythm, uh, Nurkic might be a guy that I'll be looking at for those first couple of games to see how he does. Yeah, I like that. And we don't know what Nurkic's pricing is going to be. Maybe it's, if it's inflated, he's going to be someone that I, I don't want to trust initially because he hasn't played all year. He's coming off a big injury. But if it's curved and you're getting a discount on him, he could probably play. Uh, I don't think he's going to play 35 minutes. I know he doesn't have a minutes limit I mentioned. But he could play 25 to 30 minutes and at a cheap price, 
he could do some damage, but anything more, if the price is a little too high, uh, they still have Hassan Whiteside there. So I know that they want to play them together, but being at, that they were playing at the 11th highest pace and both of those guys are centers at heart, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, we'll see. But as you mentioned, Damian Lillard, he's going to get his at 31% usage this year. He is that guy. CJ McCollum is at 27%. He's the guy, too. Um, but everybody else, Hassan Whiteside, I'm still going to play Hassan Whiteside. I think he's still he's, – as long as he's in shape, we'll see how he looks um, in, the, in the next couple of days. As long as he's in shape, he's leading the league in blocks. He's going to get 30, 32 minutes again. And he's shown throughout his career that he's able to put up uh, 15 points, like 13 rebounds, two blocks, et cetera, with that – with 30 plus minutes, so he's a guy I'm definitely looking at. As far as Zach Collins, I might I might give him a, a little look, but um, again, I want to see how he plays. Carmelo Anthony, uh, you look thin, you look in great shape, but for DFS, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really touch you. Yeah, I mean, with Melo, it's a, it's again kind of just a little bit looking at his minutes. Um, I mean, during during the season, he uh, he kind of would start games and then come and beat up on second units a little bit. Um, I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be a guy I'm specifically targeting, but I'll, I'll watch him for the first couple of games just to see how many minutes he gets. Um, another guy that I'll be looking at a little bit is uh, Gary Trent Jr. He was playing really well. Um, in the last few months of the season. And I could see the Blazers running some three guard lineups and uh, throwing Trenton at the three. Um, he had some really encouraging comments uh, when he entered the bubble. He was just talking about how the game has slowed down for him. Um, he's was playing high 20s and minutes before the break. So he might just be one of those sneaky GPP guys to keep your eye on. Yeah, I like that. That's a good call. Um, so we're, those are some of the people that we're looking at. Is there anybody that you're you're not looking at? Uh, anybody that uh, I'm in this starting lineup because you can't play everybody, obviously. Uh, say say the matchup isn't right or is right. Is there anybody that you're just not looking at? To me, it's it's really I wouldn't look at Melo just because we know who he is. He's never going to get you those defensive stats. Uh, he doesn't really make that many threes that he takes, uh, and he's more of just. A scorer only he doesn't do much outside that. And then if you're getting uh, Zach Collins and Joseph Nurkic, that's an easy shy away from Melo for me. Uh, and Nurkic as well. I don't think he's going to be playing the 35 minutes a lot of people expect. So if his price tag isn't curbed, which I hope it is, then he I'm, I'm going to shy a little bit away from him as well to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are certainly good points. Uh, we we certainly have to see how the pricing works out with these guys. Um, Someone I probably won't be looking at much is Collins. Uh, I just don't, I don't quite think his game translates all that well to DFS to begin with. Um, yeah. If he's playing at the floor, is he going to be getting any, you know, is he going to be blocking shots? Is he going to be getting rebounds? Uh, I just, I mean, I like the guy. I don't see a lot of DFS value in him at this point. Yeah. And this is, as you mentioned earlier, this is Dame's team, first and foremost, and it's obvious. I uh, like how you said he doesn't want people wasting their time. This team wants to make the playoffs. And the thing about the, the bubble situation is that if you're the ninth seed and you're within four games, you're getting a playoff or a, a play-in um, tournament type of thing. You have to win two of the, the of three games against the number eight seed to make it. But this team looks like they could be four games within – or at the end of the season, they, they should be within four games. 
depending on if they're the ninth seed or not, all depends on uh, who else plays because the Kings are right there. The, the Spurs, I, they lost a lot of people, so they're probably not going to be there. Kings, I mentioned them, but yeah, they probably won't be there. The Pelicans are right there, though. Uh, the Pelicans are a serious team, a serious threat to make this uh, the playoffs as well. And we'll see what happens there. But as long as you're within four games, you can get that play in and, and play for a playoff. And, and Dave's not going to go there if he, does, if he doesn't think he has a chance. Yeah, I, I'm just a little upset that I'm going to have to likely choose between Dane playing in these playing games or Zion. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunate because I don't want I don't want Dame to miss the playoffs. But I am excited to watch the Pelicans. That said, I'm a Laker fan. Lakers are the number one seed. I don't want to see the Pelicans in the round one. I, I just don't. So I'd rather have the Blazers as a fan of my team, but as a fan of the game, I want to see the the Pelicans make a little bit of noise, maybe win two playoff games. Yeah, that, makes, that, good. that makes total sense. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, yeah, and then we have a couple more teams that we're going to try and hit out there. Uh, a couple, another team out there, out west, I, I just mentioned them, is also three and a half games back and is also tied uh, for that ninth spot, are the Sacramento Kings, the Queens, uh, Kings, sorry. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's a couple of news stories about them. Uh, the biggest one, De'Arian Fox, he got hurt uh, July 15th. He sprained his ankle. It's only a grade one sprain. Uh, his last one was a grade three, though. Um, he's going to miss a couple weeks at the very minimum. But at this point, I don't know if they're, they're not going to be rushing him back into action. And he, if they don't win the first couple games, he might not even play at all. So that's a big loss. That means uh, – we're going to see a lot more of uh, <clears throat> Bogdanovich play point guard. We're going to see more Corey Joseph. You can don't have to look at Corey Joseph, but Bogdanovich comes, becomes a lot more exciting to me. His usage jumps up tremendously, and uh, he's always been better as a ball handler except in, than off the ball. So he's a guy I'm definitely going to be looking at. Uh, but there's other big news people there too. Uh, Marvin Bagley, you, you mentioned it before we got hurt, just got hurt. Uh, before we went on, he just got hurt again with his foot. Today, we're waiting We're waiting MRI results. Uh, we have Rashawn Holmes not there yet. He should be back soon. He broke the bubble protocol, so uh, that is what it is. Um, Jabari Parker should be back soon. And Harrison Barnes is not there. That's a lot of big pieces not there right now. How do you feel about this team heading into the, play, uh, heading into the bubble? And what do you like? Who do you think is going to get the usage from De'Aaron Fox not there? Bagley not there, Barnes not there. What do you think happens with this team? Well, I think early on this team might have to make a decision on you know whether they want to prioritize winning or prioritizing some development. Um, I think that's actually going to go a long way in how these minutes and usage is going to be distributed. Um, you know, uh, like you said, with without Fox, we'll see. You know, we'll see a bump in healed. We'll see a bump bump in uh Bogdan but without without uh without Barnes um I think we could see a uh little bump hold on miss my notes right here um without Barnes we'll see a uh little usage bump in Baysmore he might be a guy worth looking at um outside of that Without Barnes this season, we've seen a little increase for Bogdan heel and healed as well. So, if we're missing Barnes and Fox, I'll see. Uh, I'll definitely be playing a lot of Bogdan and Buddy healed. 
Um, what do you think these guys are going to do with their big rotation? Uh, they're looking pretty banged up. Yeah, so the big rotation is going to be interesting. Uh, I assumed Rashawn Holmes was going to get – he was healthy enough to get a big workload. But then this whole situation happened. Maybe – I don't know if he's going to be in full shape by the time things get back. But if he is, he, he's one of those guys who doesn't get a lot of usage, 14.6%. I took, and, and that's with Fox, Barnes, and Bagley off the court. He's only getting 14.6% usage. Uh, but he gets nearly – 0.9 fantasy points per minute because he does so many different things on the court. Uh, so he would be the first guy who'd be getting minutes for me. Then there's Harry Giles. He's been there the whole time. Uh, Bejalika, um, he's tossed up. I'm not sure. His situation is, I don't even know if he's with the team yet. Um, Jabari Parker might have to get some minutes if Harrison Barnes is not playing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't – and Alex Lynn's back. But I think Rashawn Holmes is guaranteed to get most of that minutes. Then Bajalika and uh, maybe Jabari Parker gets some. I'm not excited at all for Jabari Parker. Bajalika, he plays pretty well, and his price tag isn't too high usually. So he might be a guy I'm looking at, but not totally. I, to me, I'm, I'm focusing more on – I like your Bazemar ball. He's going to get ups in usage, and he, he's fairly cheap. Uh, but to me, I'm looking at Buddy Heald and Bogdanovich to get nearly 30% or more usage, especially with Fox, Barnes, and Bagley off the court. And if I'm going to target someone, I'm targeting them. Uh, the bigs, I'll leave alone. Maybe Rashawn Holmes, but Giles and, every, and Len and everybody else, I'm uh, not too huge on them. Yeah, it seems like this team is kind of deep with people that aren't going to be sucking up much usage without these guys. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I do have a lot of questions, but I like your call with uh, Bogdan and Heal. They're you know, pretty easy to go with. Uh, Bielitsa, I actually, I actually think if, if we do see a thinned out big rotation, uh, I could see him being a useful guy as long as his price is low. Uh, if you remember this season for a little while, he was, you know, hovering around that $6,000 price tag on, uh, on, uh, DraftKings and he was really giving you some solid value consistently. Uh, so if we are seeing an extended absence from, uh, Bagley or any time missed from Holmes, Bielitsa really might be a guy worth looking at. Yeah, and uh, sorry ahead of time. I don't know if, if you guys, if anybody's listened to me out there on Fantasy NBA tonight, you know my nickname is The Butcher because for some reason I just butcher everybody's name. <laughs> it, huh. I, it is what it is. I can't, I, I call them Michalika and you call them Michalika. I can't even say what you call them. That's how bad I butcher names. Uh, you can get who I'm talking about, but uh, it's just, it comes out wrong. Like I, I can spell the names. I just can't say them for some reason, but yeah, I like, I think he would be a decent call too. Uh, it all depends on what his price tag is going to come out. Maybe they bump it up because of Bagley's injury. We still don't know what happened. We're waiting, awaiting the MRI results, but it's never a good thing when you are missing so much time in your career already for foot problems. And then before the bubble resume resumption starts, you have another foot injury. Uh, that just says, I don't think they're going to rush him back. Yeah, um, I, I wish that I, I kind of wish we were going to get to see him a little bit at the five too. Uh, you know, hopefully this is not something to be too concerned about. But when you hurt your foot and they immediately give you an uh, MRI, it worries me a little bit. Yeah, um, and and then at the same time, if they lose the first game or two without Fox, and there, I don't see them want to rush Fox back. I don't see them want to rush Bagley back for a few meaningless games if they're not going to make the playoffs. 
And they're, I mean, we, we just talked about it. The Blazers, they're hungry. The Pelicans, they're exciting. Uh, I know the Spurs are a little hurt. I know the Suns have a long shot. But those two teams in front of them, and then the Grizzlies, we didn't even mention the eighth seed. Those got one of those three teams. All three of those teams are hungrier than the Kings right now and healthier. So I, I just see them not really playing Fox, even if he gets okay. And, and Bagley, too many foot injuries for me to – if I'm the GM, I'm going to say, oh, man, we got to make sure you're 1,000% healthy before we get you out there now. So I think Vigilica is going to get a lot of time, like you mentioned. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, you want to talk about the Clippers now? Yeah, our next our next news is the Clippers. Not too much news. So we, there is a lot of sh- player shakeup with the Blazers. Quite a few people coming back, a couple people opting out, a couple people changing their bodies. Um, the Kings, a lot of people going out. Nobody really coming back. The Clippers, Clippers are a little mainstay. They're out of the four teams of, of, of news articles on these teams that were breaking down. The Clippers are probably, and the, not probably, they are the team that is the most um, secure from where we saw them before the break to after the break. But we do have a couple of big things out there. Uh, and speaking of big things, the big things on the, the Clippers are not on the team right now. So Ivaka Zubak, he's supposed to join the team soon, but he, as of yesterday, he didn't join the team yet. Um, is he going to be in shape when he gets there? And then you got Montrezl Hero, who had to leave the bubble for a family emergency, just like Zion. And then you have Marcus Morris, who, just like his brother, Markeith, nobody knows if they're with the team or not. The, neither team has reported seeing them or that they're there, but neither team is saying that they're not there. It's a very weird situation, but uh, the bigs on, on the Clippers aren't there. So how do you make of that situation? Well, I mean... First, you know, um, we hope everything's okay with Montrezl Harrell and his family. We really hope to see him back. Um, I was excited to watch him in the playoffs this year. But it's starting to look like we might see uh, newly signed Joakim Noah getting some minutes at center. Um, they have a, the Clippers have an exhibi- exhibition game this Friday, and I think he's the only center on the roster for that game. Um, Another thing you might see from the Clippers early on is they do have a lot of versatile, you know, bigger forwards. Um, you might see someone like Jermichael Green log a few minutes at center. Uh, there's a lot of question marks at center. And if there's no Zubak or Harrell, I bet we see some Joakim Noah minutes. Yeah, and it's crazy because we, we have to. And the funny thing to think about is, Nip Yandu, I'm probably going to butcher this name, so, no ahead of time. Mifiando Kamanjili, they didn't put him on the team. They, they kept him at home, and they kept him in camp to, uh, to just continue his game away from the team. So, he's not going to be in the bubble. He's not going to be an option. Uh, and then when, but when you don't have Zubak already, you might not have Marcus Morris. We don't know. And Harold's not with the team. Your only option is really, like you mentioned, J. Michael, J. Michael Green and Joachim Noah. And, and you've got to think – why don't you even want Kevin Gilly? Are these guys, are you that confident that all three of these guys are going to make it in time and get in shape and get ready? Um, also, when you're the Clippers, though, uh, I can think about it as they're locked in for a top seed. Uh, they're just waiting to make this, get these eight games out of the way and get into playoff mode because that's what they're really here for. They're really for a championship. So I guess I can see that as well. Maybe try a couple different lineups that they wouldn't normally try and then get ready for the, for the playoffs. But uh, as far as DFS for me, I don't really want to play Jermichael Green. 
And I don't know. I wouldn't want to play Noah at all, even though he, he could theoretically produce. But I, I'm kind of staying away from both of those guys. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not too excited about any of those options. Um, I, I honestly think that you're going to see everyone on this team getting somewhere around 30 minutes. I don't see the reason for Doc to be pushing anyone up near 35 minutes. You know, they have a long playoff run to uh, prepare for. So keeping this team healthy and, you know, maybe just experimenting with some lineups, getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard some time together seems to me like those things would be the priority. Um, so this is actually a team I, I will be largely fading. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much excitement about anyone here. Yeah, it, it's one of those situations where great real-life team. Uh, to me, the champion is coming out of L.A. in the Clippers or Lakers. I hope it's the latter. Uh, but in DFS, this is really not exciting. You have Hero's pretty good, but we don't know what his emergency is. And as he said, I, I hope it's nothing uh, too serious, but we don't know what that situation is. Um, Lou Williams is, is pretty good. He gets near 28% usage, um, but he's also fairly priced. He's priced a little higher than you'd want to normally attack a guy like that. Uh, and then you have Kawhi Leonard, who is Kawhi Leonard. You know, you're paying up for him. Uh, 30, he gets about 34% usage with the full lineup. And then there's Paul George, who's been an enigma this year. Uh, he started the season knowing that he wasn't going to start immediately, but he supposedly is 100% healthy and ready to play a uh, any, every minute that he can. Uh, so that is something to be interested in. But a completely healthy George now with Leonard, that's probably going to take away a little bit of usage from Leonard and Williams. And as you mentioned, I this team is probably going to – they just want to get to the playoffs and then then start gearing up. So you'll see other people chipping in there. You might see Reggie Jackson playing more minutes. Uh, Landry Shamet playing more minutes. Patrick Beverly playing more minutes. Uh, Actually, uh, we, we forgot uh, to mention, um, Shamit tested positive for coronavirus on July 4th, and he's not with the team yet. Um, I haven't seen any indication as to when he's going to return yet. Um, his usage yeah. was fairly low. He's only a 13% usage guy. And the way his game is, it's I, I don't imagine that usage being funneled to one person in particular. I think it probably gets spread around a bit. Might mean a few more minutes for Reggie Jackson. Um, but yeah, I don't see anything on Shamit being with the team yet. Yeah, he's not with the team. Um, but I, to me, if, if uh, most of these guys have been asymptomatic. So if in a month, I, I would assume he would be back. But if he's not, yeah, it, it really doesn't shake up the line. You get more minutes here and there to other people, but there's really no beneficiary for a guy with a low usage and a guy. Uh, there's not many targets on this team besides outside the top three, four guys, and then three and number three and number four, you're not always targeting either. Yeah, every, every once in a while, uh, so I, I mentioned in the beginning, I like to play GPPs, and uh, every once in a while, I'll throw Pat Beverly into a lineup or two, um, and that's just because he has these random games sometimes where he'll put up a line of like four steals, six assists, eight rebounds, two threes, nine points, and it's like all of a sudden, you just have this you know, 30 or 35 fantasy points out of someone you paid 3,800 bucks for. So yeah. I'll, I'll be rooting for Beverly a little bit. And uh, I like how you said you're a GPP guy. Mike, the, the big guy, Mike Apache, our host, uh, he is a GPP guy and he likes GPP for majority. He plays cash. 
because you get you play GPP and then you play cash as well, just to because um, obviously you're taking those big risks when you're playing GPP cash. You take more safe risks, so you want to easier build your bankroll. But he's a GPP guy at heart, and I uh, hope like that. We have more GPP guys on our staff here, um, ready to tackle it. Yeah, so, they're fun. You have to be ready to take some chances, though. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely chances are need to be taken if you're trying to take down a, a GPP. Um, but I think, to me, I think that was what we had on the Clippers. They're they're not the fastest of pace teams. Uh, they're a little they're towards the bottom. Um, or no, actually, they're they're in the top ten, but they they don't have they spread the ball out so much that there's not too many guys outside the top guys that you're really going to target. And like you said, if you're going to take a chance, maybe a Patrick Beverly, um, but uh, um, maybe a Lou Williams, but you're really not going to play a Shamet or anybody out there. Um, it's just one of those teams that are really good in real life, but not deep in fantasy. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, and completely different from uh, the team that me and Mike talked about the other day, which is the Nets. Now, but they don't have anybody on their team anymore, so there's a lot more DFS relevance there. Um, again, still going to be people getting a ton of usage and other people who just pick up the slack, but uh, that's what we live by. We live by who's in, who's out, and who are they playing. Yeah. And what's the price? I'm excited um, to see LeVert getting 45% usage for those uh, <laughs> Nets games. Yeah, and Jared Allen getting all the minutes he can handle. Uh-huh. No other centers. Um, yeah, so we, we did three of our four teams. Our fourth team is another really good team, another playoff team. Uh, and we saved this team last because they have some big news out there. Uh, so I think their best player this season is not here right now. As of yesterday, uh, he has he's not with the team. That's Bam Adebayo. Uh, and we are talking about the Miami Heat, if you, if you didn't catch on yet. If you still don't know who Bam Adebayo is, um, sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> We were in the Miami Heat, and Adebayo's not there. Kendrick Nunn is also not there. Uh, but Myers-Leonard Le- is healthy. So Le- how do you feel about the Heat, knowing that probably their best DFS player is not there right now? Another guy who surprised and put his name in, in the hat for Rookie of the Year uh, is not there right now. But we got a, a decent big back. Yeah, I mean, the the Heat are interesting to me because I, out of all the teams we uh, discussed, it seems to me like they have the most to play for. So they're um, two games ahead of the Pacers and 76ers, so if they slip, they can slip all the way to sixth. Um, I imagine there, there's a lot of incentive for them to you know, try to win and keep their fourth seed and maybe even move up. Uh, Boston's in third by two and a half games right now, so you know they're within reach. Um, but as you said, you know, the missing BAM is going to, you know, it's going to be a deep cut for this team. Um, BAM has played the most minutes out of anyone on the team this season. He's, he was having an excellent season. He was a great DFS producer. I mean, I've had him on some lineups that I did really well on this year. Um, if BAM and Kendrick Nunn miss time, uh, we'll see a big bump in usage for Jimmy Butler. Butler goes from 25% usage with those players into 30% without them. Uh, and that's a decent sample size, over 200 minutes. And then another guy I'll be looking at is uh, Drogic. So Drogic goes from 23% usage to 29% usage when those guys are out. So those are two guys that um, you know are capable per-minute producers with large bumps in usage. So I will definitely be targeting them. 
Um, you also mentioned that they did get a big back in Myers Leonard. Um, I imagine that Leonard will actually play some minutes, especially if Bam is not there. Um, getting Leonard back will really help these guys out defensively. Uh, I think the Heat had this reputation as like a really good defensive team last year, but they're kind of middle of the pack. Um, with Myers Leonard, though, their defensive rating was 105.5, and it was actually 109.6 without him. So he really moves the needle for them defensively. Um, he should be getting some minutes. We'll see what kind of shape he's in. He's not necessarily a guy I'll be looking at day to day, but he's certainly capable of having those games where he'll, you know, hit a few threes and throw a few blocks in. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Leonard? Uh, yeah, I think Leonard's a pretty good ball player. I, depending on his price, I'm not going to be uh, gravitating towards him. If he's super cheap, then yeah, because he's going to get those minutes if Bam isn't there, and they need someone to fill in. Uh, Jimmy Butler is the alpha dog, but Bam Adebayo is the heart and soul of this team. Um, so yeah, he, he's going to get a lot of minutes if he's not there. I think Kelly Olynyk's going to get extra minutes there at the five and the four. Uh, Jay Crowder is going to play a lot more four. Um, a guy that um, Apatria likes and he told me I had to mention him is Tyler Hero. He's a he's a big hero guy and Hero looks healthy and, and ready to go out there. So he might be someone I'll look at as a as a cheap deep option. But you mentioned a guy that I, I like if Autobio and none aren't there. Uh besides Jimmy Butler who's obviously gonna see a spike in usage. Goran Drogic is a guy I'll be looking at as a cheap option. I without Autobio you need someone else to be running this offense. Um Goran Drogic's already averaging five assists a game. I assume he's going to take more ball-handling roles. Uh, here he's averaging 16.55 assists a game. Without none and out of bio, he has to have more responsibility. And I don't see his price getting to where um, it's going to be. And I, I don't think his price will be even fairly priced. I think it's going to be underpriced if both of those guys are gone. And that's the guy I want to look at to help myself get those bigger stars, get those bigger guys. Um, but that, that's one guy I was looking at a lot if – these two guys aren't there. And obviously if Adebayo and none come back, then I'm not going to be on Dragic like that. Then I'm going to go back to, I think Adebayo is always for some reason not priced the way he should be. Um, and then I'll be looking at maybe a hero like Michael Patry likes or um, Butler on some occasions. But this team is a, if you look, this team is in the bottom four in pace. So you don't expect high, high scoring, fast paced games with this team. You see grind it out, play some defense, uh, good possessions, get some good shots in there. So you're not actively targeting this team, but if you're missing those two guys, uh, then you get more intrigue on who to pick up there. Yeah, I like that you said uh, Bam seemed underpriced. I, I have this note that Bam was underpriced for almost two months this year. <laughs> um, yeah, he's it, it, just capable of doing it in so many ways. Um, you know, you have these big assist games, then, you know, games where he put up all the defensive stats and then he would score a bunch. So he kind of, you know, he always figures out how to get it done. Um, and, and it's funny. Yeah. You said he was underpriced. He was also underappreciated because he didn't make the all-star team initially. And it's like, what do you need a guy to do to uh, garner your attention, get your attention? And then he finally got the all-star team. And then I still think he was underpriced after that. They didn't really move the needle. Uh, his name started becoming more of a household name, and they kept him. As you said, they were just, all right, this is a really good deal. I can't, pa I, I can't pass up Autobio at this price, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I think is worth talking about is um, 
This team has a pretty large rotation. Uh, let's just say that Adebayo and Nunn come back. Um, Eric Spolstra usually likes to keep his rotations tighter. So I'm wondering if we'll see someone that uh, ends up missing out on minutes if he does indeed bring this rotation in a little bit. I was actually thinking that person could be uh, Olenek if uh, Bam does indeed play. What do you think about that? I was gonna probably I was gonna say a similar thing like that. Probably Olenek misses it, but he won't get fully cut out because he is a stretch four or stretch five, uh, and he he is a hard nosed defender with deep playoff experience. He's made the conference finals before, uh, but yeah, you have Jay Crowder playing the four now, so it's gonna dwindle minutes. Tyler Hero's back. You have Duncan Robinson, who we haven't even mentioned. They want to get Iguodala minutes. They brought him over to, for the playoffs. Uh, this team is very deep. They play slow and they're very deep, so it's not a team that I totally want to target if everybody's healthy. But, yeah, if they're all healthy, I, I see um, a, a slightly bigger rotation, maybe maybe not maybe 10-man, but the last three people get uh, seven minutes or so. But I see him want to giving people, oh, we didn't even mention, I didn't even mention Derek Jones, another guy. He's probably going to get phased out of the rotation if everybody's healthy. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Derek Jones had a few good moments this year. Uh, I could totally see him getting phased out a bit if they go that route. Um, I also think it's worth mentioning that of every team we spoke talked about, except maybe the Clippers fit into this as well. Um, I think it's quite possible Jimmy or Iguodala gets rested a game or two, um, particularly if they, you know, keep their separation from the fifth and sixth seed. Um, I just wouldn't be pushing it too hard with those guys. They're going to be really, really important come playoffs. Yeah, and especially Iguodala, he missed pretty much all season. I uh, came back for 14 games, and then. We hit um, coronavirus where just stopped the league for another extended stay. So he hasn't gotten much basketball. It's been completely stopped. Okay, let's go now. To completely stop again to, okay, let's go now. They're not going to want to push him right out of the gate. They want him for a potential deep playoff run. Um, so, yeah, he. when we said phase out, he's probably going to be trying to get phased in a little bit at a time, start with, maybe 10, 12 minutes a game and try and up it from there. But I can easily see him sitting out a game too. Yeah, for sure. The only, the only thing I'd say about that is he seems like the type of person that will always be in shape. But <laughs> I, I totally yeah. agree with you. He'll probably be phased in more than out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what we had here for the uh, these four teams and their big, big news breaks and articles, uh, big news and storylines that we had for them. Uh, is there anything you want to say before I start? hyping up football and then saying a little bit is there anything you want these listeners to know about steve williams and before he does that i do want to let you guys know uh steve is he is a hard worker this guy had so many notes and so much stats prepared for you guys uh, you are getting a guy who's going to do the dirty work for you so you don't have to um and steve what do you what do you want to say before you get out of here well, I'm just, you know, really excited to be doing this and uh, sharing this research with you guys. Um, I'm just excited that basketball's back and, you know, my main hobby is back and I'll be able to do this and share everything with you guys. So, um, you know, please find me on Twitter. I'll start sending some of this stuff out as uh, the games approach. It's uh, zero start 30. That's the zero spelt out, Stark like John Starks, and the 30 spelt out. But uh, thanks, Santino. It was really fun.
No problem. I had a blast, and I can't wait to keep continuing to do this. And, uh, yeah, you can find me as well on Twitter at, at Santino Cacone. That's at in my, my name. <laughs> Pretty easy to, to find there. Um, and, yeah, don't forget, guys, manscaped.com, promo code HOOPBALL20. Get your lawnmower 3.0 now while you still can. Uh, that thing, I can't wait for it to get in the mail. That thing looks awesome. Uh, I hope it works just like a lawnmower. It's going to be fantastic. And we have so many cool things going on at, at Hoopball right now. A lot of big changes coming in the next uh, couple months while we gear up, while we finish this bubble season off, and then we gear up for next season. There's a lot of different things that you guys are going to be, uh, hopefully you guys love and, and keep lookout for. Um, but we also have a Facebook page. You, you know all of our Twitter accounts, hopefully, by now. Um, we have a new Instagram page with my, my guy, uh, my co-podcast guy, Will, Will Created, and, and Lyle, who I mentioned earlier. We got a bunch of team team podcasts going out there, so just check us out. Uh, we're all over the place, and uh, we'll be back here. Me and Steve and I have uh, Tuesdays, so you'll see us again very soon. And I can't wait to do this again. All right, thanks, so, uh, guys. Yeah, you know, on behalf of Steve and I and Hoopball, I will talk to you guys again in a couple of days. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.